y dos. Y dos. Una. Y dos. Hello and welcome to Cortez NYC Livestream, the podcast. This show broadcast out of New York City. We are your hosts, Cortez NYC. And Carla de Puerto Rico. And on the show, we talk about art, creativity, city life from a Latino perspective. I'm a visual artist. And I'm a singer. And this is episode 62. As always, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and Spotify, and also on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. And as always, don't forget my online store where you can find original art, you can find stickers, you can find posters, and you can find graffiti pins. My online store is cortezNYC.bigcartel.com. Go log in and support your favorite artists. And Carla, let's get on with the show. Yes, let's go. I guess we're back. Yeah, we're back. Oh, yeah. All right, so for this episode, I decided we're going to go back to some creative talk because it's been a while since we had a good art talk. That's nice. Right? How long has it been since we had a good art talk? A couple of episodes. <laughs> that you're going to give me some time, some six. years. Yeah. Um, so some of you listeners, I mean, some of you guys might be new to this podcast. Maybe you just found us. Maybe you just logged into this one and were like, what? Who are these people? Um, we are an art podcast. We talk about all kinds of creative things and also cultural things. But if you would have heard our early episodes, you know, episode two, three, four, five, like that, mm -hmm. you would have heard more of, um, I guess, like just kind of like brainstorming conversations about art and creativity in general. Yeah, some, some educational and also tips on how to go um, over your art and maybe your creative side. So I a little bit of that. I think it's good. I think it's a good idea to go back to that. We haven't done that in a while. Um, and there's a few things in, I guess, in our life, in our personal life, that kind of inspired this conversation. I think uh, the topic for this episode is going to be, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> How do you like that one? Who are you? That's a broad question. Oh, I like broad. We're going to go back to the broad. We're going to explore in this, in this yeah. one. Yeah. All right. This this episode, we're going to explore some topics, some deep, dark topics you guys don't want to talk about. Oh, wow. Um, so the, the question is, who are you as an artist? Mm -hmm. um, how do you open up your... How do you open up your creativity? How do you open up your identity? Why are you even an artist? Let's just... Let's explore a little bit. Why? How, how do you find your inner artist? Who are you? <laughs> um, very broad, very abstract. Let's start with some points. I have I have some bullet points here. Oh, it sounds good. Um, oh, this is perfect for the new year. Yeah. Revisit who you are. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, it's it's new year, new you, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So let's let's talk about this. Um, a few bullet points, right? Um, you want to dig deep to find out who you are as an artist. You want to dig deep into your passions. 
I don't mean dig deep into like, oh, I like drawing cartoons or I like drawing this or I like to design that. Mm -hmm. But what's your passion? I think nowadays it's really hard to um, nail that down because there's so much stuff going on. Yeah. Right? There's so many things happening. It's really hard, but at the same time, it's very promoted that it can be possible. <laughs> because you get... It's an, it's an uh, IMAX sales pitch, right? It's no, an no, Apple no. sales pitch. Not only that, but with social media, there's so many people that supposedly, let's say, beauty is their is their passion. Right, right, right. And right. they become know, beauty gurus. Yep, yep, and yep. they have a social media following of a million people following them. And their message is... This is my passion and this is what I love, so that's why I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, and it's not the same for everybody. And not necessarily your your passion um, is something that maybe you can live, you know, you can make a living of. Yeah, no, I, um, I, I got so, what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you 100%. I think um, people used passion mm. the same way that they use a hashtag. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, this Very is my lightly. life. This is my... This is my ambition forever. This is right, what I, you know. Right. And and then you, um, in your personal life, it becomes hard to identify what's a real passion and what's yeah. what's a, a passing phase. Yeah. Right? For some of us, it's a phase. Yeah, it's true. You know, we get into something for a minute and it's a phase. And then like and in two then, weeks, you're done. Yeah, yeah. Right? So it, for me, I like this bullet point. The mm -hmm. bullet point of dig deep into your passion. How do you find what is a real passion what is right, something that right. you can't live without um what wakes you up in the middle of the night what gets you up in the in the morning um have you ever found yourself as an artist getting up in the morning to do something whether it's a sketch or if it's music or if it's writing or if it's uh i don't know uh how many other things could we think of right but something that is a creative outlet for you mm -hmm. what do you have you ever found yourself waking up in the morning and saying like holy shit I just woke up I got a I haven't even taken a shower or brushed my teeth but I had a cup of coffee and I'm doing this thing that I like to do mm. um, that's a passion um, that could be confused with work because sometimes we have to get up to do work yeah but if you woke up in the morning and you're doing it probably it's a passion if you're still doing it by the afternoon yeah it could probably be a passion if you're coming back in the middle of the night and still doing it it's definitely a passion. Yeah. So I think time can kind of give you an idea, you know, how much time you invest into it can give you an idea of what's a passion. I think also what you sacrifice for it. Do you sacrifice money? Mm -hmm. If you're sacrificing money for your for the thing that you're doing by investing in it or, or um, you know, maybe passing up jobs or taking on other jobs to be able to fund this thing, then it is definitely a passion. Yeah. Um, what about sacrificing other things? Time, money, um maybe sacrificing other well f family time um yeah going on maybe vacations or whatever yeah i think we've discussed that before yeah if you're doing if you find yourself doing these things or coordinating your vacations to do these things to do, yeah then you definitely know that that's a passion so i think that's a good bullet point mm -hmm. in finding who who are you as an artist well dig deep into your passion number two i would say um Realize that everything, you want to realize that everything takes creative energy, right? So everything that you do as an artist takes creative energy. If you realize that it takes creative energy, then you're going to realize that in order to 
find out who you are. Mm-hmm. If you're not using creative energy, if you're not exerting energy, mm-hmm. it's not really your true you. You know, in order for it to be a true identity of, of you, who are you as an artist, what's driving you, what's motivating you in this, let's say, let's use the theme of the new year, in this new year. Yeah. Um, then it has to be more than just words and posts and hashtags and, and uh, you know. Uh, it's the behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, it's the behind the scenes. You got to use energy. You have to put yeah. energy into it. If you're not putting energy into it, then probably not real. Yeah. Um, And energy, I mean, I mean actual physical energy. I, I don't just mean energy like, oh, I stayed up all night, blah, blah, blah. I mean energy like, you know, your heart is, your heart is racing, your, your blood is pumping while you're doing this thing. You're excited. Your hands are shaking because you're, you're in it. You right. know what I mean? That's, that's the energy that you need mm -hmm. um, to get something accomplished. Um, a lot of times I see, I see artists that, that do things at a very calm pace. And that's that's good. I mean, you have to focus and zero in. Mm -hmm. But you can just tell that they're not they're not in it. They're not they're not their heart is not beating for this thing. You know what I mean? And that's that's something that you have to realize. So realize that everything takes creative everything takes creative energy and identify that. That'll help identify you. Who the hell are you as an artist mm -hmm. in this new year? Um, are you using energy? If you're not, maybe it's not really you. Um, How about this other point? Yeah. Um, identify who you are. Well, are do you think that you're put on this earth to create? That's a question. It's a philosophical. <laughs> it's all philosophical this episode, guys. So buckle up. <laughs> um, but do you think that? I mean, if I asked you that question, are you put on this earth to create? Can you answer it clearly? Or is it something that you have to kind of hesitate and be like, whoa, why am I put on this earth? Whoa, it's too deep. <laughs> uh, you know, honestly, artists don't think that way. Artists will clearly say yes. They'll answer it clearly. And if you can't answer yes, maybe you have to do a little soul searching. You have to do a little exploration. You know. Right. So the question is, do you think you were put on this earth to create? Think about it. If, if you can't answer that clearly, then in this new year, make that a goal. Maybe you have to think about that. Um, and analyze it and if your goal is to be that then then find that drive what yeah. what is preventing you from acknowledging your purpose you know what i mean mm -hmm. um i'll tell you the truth uh nine times out of ten an artist will tell me yes and those people that hesitate i can already tell they're just not part of that bunch so um I think the right answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would say fake, it, fake, it till yes? you, fake it till you make it. No, but um, yeah, no. You have to know that you, you were per if you're an artist, you were put on this earth to create. There's so many people on this planet doing so many things, wasting so much time or doing other things that maybe you don't find that, has, that pertains to you. Mm-hmm. So as an artist, if you're listening to me and you're listening to my voice right now, <laughs> as an artist out there, you know, realize it. If, if it's in your head, if that, if that question didn't seem foreign, mm -hmm. then you're driven. Then, then be a part of it. Then, then that's who you are. You are an artist, all right? So uh, you were put on this earth to create. Number three, let's go. Or four, I don't know what number four, I'm up to. Four, number, number four. Number four. Um, realize that as an artist, you're, you're put on this earth to create motion. 
to make, to, to put something in motion, okay? That's, that's if, if you think that you're an artist, but you're not, but you're actually not moving anything forward, mm -hmm. then you're not creating, you're not being an artist. To be an artist, you have to put things in motion. I mean, make, what? Uh -huh. make, make a piece of, make a piece of uh, art, yeah. paint something, right? Well, you put paint in motion. You painted something, right? There's no painting if you didn't move a brush. There's no painting. True. There's no art if you didn't splash color. True. There's no art if you didn't sketch that thing, move that pencil, whatever it is that you're doing, right? Mm -hmm. There's no art. If, if, don't be, uh, you can't make an omelet without cracking an egg. Right. Don't be afraid to crack an egg. You <laughs> have to crack some eggs. You have to make some, you have to move something. You have to put something in motion. You have to, um, art doesn't happen by, by being still. Yeah. Right? Art happens, creativity happens because you, you moved something. You made something move. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's something that um, I think a lot of us overlook because we, we spend hours sometimes on our phones. Yeah. Just True. looking at our phones. True. And we don't realize that all that time that we were looking at the phones and just kind of like swerving through the phones, swerving through things, nothing got moved. Yeah. The only, the only thing that moved was your phone. Yeah. An app. Yeah, I've realized that through the last part of last year and the beginning of this year, it has been like <laughs> six days, but I realized that there's a lot of time that we spend in our phones that Everybody. is really wasted. Yeah, I'm not singling you out and or you or you. No, I'm no, just it's, saying in general, it's, all of us. I mean, it's, it's a rule of life. Social media becomes our method to communicate with our families if you're far away, for example. Yeah. with our friends so it's like our method to keep up with and, and keep on with everyone so i've realized that and for this year i'm trying to get more into technical stuff relating to singing and music and and trying to leave behind a little bit of my phone habits and being it's on hard. my phone um but it is hard because you're, you're so you're so used to it and at this point, um, it's it's everyone. It's not just you or me or, you know, it's like you said, it's not single singling anybody out, but it is true that you have to take some time to think about what are you doing with your time. Well, and, and that you don't have, like, you can spend a lot of hours making art, but if you are just starting, maybe you can use a little bit of your time to make art. And then until you feel comfortable to, you know, doing it for hours and hours yeah. a day. Well, I mean, I think I think my point about um, putting things in motion. Yeah. Right. If you're an artist, you have to put things in motion. Mm -hmm. I think my point about that is that you even even if it's not your phone. Yeah. But if you spend too much time as an artist talking about what you're going to do instead of doing it. Yeah. Or thinking and thinking and thinking about what you're going to do instead of just doing it. Yeah, yeah. Then you're not doing the right thing. Yeah, it's true. You have to be in motion. Something has to be set in motion as an artist. You can, you can plot a little bit and plan a little bit, but you can still plot and plan while you do. True. So as you're doing, you can intuitively begin to think and continue to move as you're moving along your art, whatever it is, music, writing, uh, visual arts, whatever it is, 
as you're doing your art, you should be also plotting and moving your, your mind, right? So all that time that you spent thinking should not be spent thinking staying still, still motionless. Mm-hmm. All that time thinking or whatever you were doing that kind of kept you still, you should be doing that while you're doing the art, putting right. things in motion. So I think that I know it's very abstract. I'm sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a very abstract episode. But, um, but that's, the, that's that point is just an artist puts things in motion. An artist creates motion. Mm-hmm. Um, another point that I liked was... Um, this is something that is kind of overlooked because we see it as I don't know why we see it this way, but uh, let's put this out there. All right. Artists create environments. And I think this is overlooked because we look at it like, oh, well, artist makes music or an artist makes, you know, paintings, visual mm-hmm. art, an artist makes sculpture or an artist does writing, he makes books. But you don't realize that artists create environments because in order to do those projects, you have to create an environment that allows you to create those projects. True. Because you cannot, do, you cannot create those projects in the middle of the subway. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, you yeah. cannot create those projects in the middle of your job, let's say. Yeah. For, for some of you listening to us might be living maybe with parents. You might be living with siblings. You might be living with other people. Mm-hmm. And... And in those environments, it might be difficult to create. Yeah. So what artists do from a very young age is they create environments of creativity. And that's another thing of identifying when I ask you, the first question that I asked was, who are you? Mm-hmm. Well, are you a person that creates environments? Um, I'll use a very obvious one for graffiti, right? We're, we're all graffiti artists here, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For sure. So for graffiti, graffiti artists create environments. They create places to make graffiti. Yeah. That's a very obvious way of, of showing this example. True. You know, graffiti artists will find a wall, find a space, a location to be able to make the graffiti happen, right? And that in itself shows that you're an artist if you're ambitious enough to find that. Mm-hmm. And not only do you create environments for you to create, but now that you created that environment, for creativity you invite others to use that environment and that is the answer to who are you what are you as an artist you know what i mean the same thing if you if you're building your studio you're building your own little uh cocoon let's say artistic cocoon where you can create right yeah well you want to share that with people you know what i mean you create this environment that is that helps you to zone in. And the key word is zoning in, make a zone, a creative zone. Mm-hmm. You, when you are an artist, you create environments that allow you to create and zone into your creativity and tap into that mentality. And then you invite others to use that environment as well. And that whole process right there is a big answer to the question, who are you? When I started this whole thing, who are you in the new year? So if you are not, and I repeat, if you are not creating environments for yourself to be creative, mm-hmm. a creative environment, if you're not doing this, look at it for this new year. You might be missing that. And it's a small thing. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that you have to start constructing walls or building things and all that. It can just be a space that you create for uh, solitude if you need it or noise if you need it, or 
maybe you know hustle and bustle if you need that right whatever it is that makes you feel like that's a creative zone mm -hmm. you need to you need to take time to create the, that zone that place that environment it could just be a desk or it could be an entire room yeah or it could be like i said with graffiti it could be an entire space yeah you know what I mean? But that whole thing is, is important. Also, musicians do this all the time. They create spaces for themselves. Yeah. Um, sc sculptors have to create spaces for themselves mm -hmm. to create sculpture. There's no way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But I think we take it for granted that, that um, some of you guys that might be working from home, you know? Yeah. Uh, maybe your living room, just like this living room here, ends up becoming a freaking studio space. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, the process of creating that thing... Yeah of creating that studio space is art in itself and it shows your artistic ability even before you created something. That's what um, I heard on another podcast that we're talking about something similar. Um, and the guy was saying that he needed his space to get things done. And he'll, he will have his own room where when he goes there, he only get things done. So he sit down and he, let's say, practice or writing or whatever he needs to do but on that space it's only to get things done yeah mm -hmm. i think i think we overlooked that and it's a shame because yeah. um like my, i remember my father once told me my father was an architect and you know it, that's what he that's what that was his career and i remember kind of feeling like well architecture is a little boring really architect like you design buildings like who cares but i remember him describing it to me one time as um that he he thought it was interesting The interesting thing that he thought about architecture was that he's creating spaces that people occupy. Hmm. And that's, that's the way he saw it. He saw it as like he's making office spaces for people to work in. Yeah. And he's making it with them in mind. He's designing a space. Yeah. That's his art. Yeah. Is design the space that people will use. And then he'll think about how they'll use it. And he'll think about how to make it the best that, that they can so that the flow of movement within the space mm -hmm. benefits the people that use the space, mm -hmm. right? Everything from, from placing the, the windows, placing the desks, placing the elevators, the stairs, the bathrooms, the kitchens, where you place everything allows you to function. That's why sometimes when you, when you walk into a, a, a certain space, you feel more creative than others. And it, uh, you know, it, it has to do with that. It has to do with a, a subconscious thing. Yeah. Um, But yeah, okay. So that's enough about that. <laughs> create, cre create environments. Artists create stimulating environments. Um, and then quickly, the other points. Um, we learn to create by creating. That's a that's another nice little bullet point that I found um, on unleashing your creativity. Is acknowledge that you learn to create only by creating. Mm. If you're not creating, you're never going to learn to create. Now, it's weird. It's got a little bit like, <laughs> chick, like, you know, what came first, the chicken or the egg, right? Like, yeah. what, what is the first thing? Is it creating or is it learning to create? Yeah, and then you yeah. can create. It's, it's a weird thing, but that's the way it is. It's kind of like, if you think about, may, maybe that point is this. If you think about starting to create, you're never going to start to create. You mm. create, and that teaches you to create. So you have to first create. It's weird. It is weird. You have to let go. It's a little bit of faith. Yeah. That's why this is the uh, this episode is the uh, <laughs> the trippy episode. Um, but you have to just create. You have to let go of your plans. Mm -hmm. Start creating, and as you start creating, 
you will learn to create. You will learn what more do you have to make. Um, it sparks that. So it goes back into the thing about motion. It goes back into the thing about doing and yeah. not thinking too much. It's all about doing. Doing it. If you don't do it, you're never going to learn what do you have to do next. Mm -hmm. So we learn to create by creating. By doing. <laughs> all right. Um, and another point, um, and I think this was the biggest one, and it was weird that I found this on a few lists out there on different blogs and stuff, But um, and it sounds very hippie. So get uh, ready. We're getting uh, very hippie okay. right now. Um, but... Fall and this is this is gonna be weird for some people, but fall in love with your creative self. It sounds a little a little like a little uh, yeah a little I soft, right? It sounds a little romantic. Self love, <laughs> it's important. But um, but it's not just self love. It's not it it's not love everything about you. Mm. Fall in love with your creative self. Mm. So we all have different parts of ourselves right that's yeah. the way I, this is the way i'm interpreting it i'm interpreting it like you know i have different sides to my personality yeah. right yeah, yeah, yeah and some of those parts are parts that i need to survive yeah some of those parts are a little more harsh some of them are a little colder some yeah. of them are a little more abrasive mm -hmm. some some sides of my personality are a little more analytical mm -hmm. they're more technical um uh, they're more social they're mm -hmm. more they're more political uh some some sides of my personality are, are more business um other sides are more family oriented it's other side you know there's other very different aspects yeah, of my personality variation depending on but mm -hmm. the side of me that is creative mm -hmm. fall in love with your creative side let that be the side of you that you actually fall in love with don't be afraid of the word love and i know that it's a little weird but don't be afraid of it. Mm -hmm. If you don't love your creative side, you'll never love your art. If you don't love your art, you're probably going to stop making art. And if you see somebody who's a career artist, myself, I'm throwing myself in that bunch. Uh, but if you see somebody who's been making art for years and years and years, mm -hmm. and they've been making this art for a whole lifetime. I mean, what, we're talking about bald white beards people who've been paint, painting or making art or, or anything for years and years and years mm -hmm. i guarantee you that they won't tell you up front but if you talk to them you get to know them they're gonna you're gonna find out that they actually do love their art and they love the creative side of their personality and you'll see it they might not say it out you know it sounds weird to say it out loud yeah yeah but you will, will show it. They will show it. You will identify like, holy shit, this guy really loves making art. This guy really loves being an artist. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have that, that's going to be a tough challenge for you to overcome. So I think that's one of the biggest ones. Everybody shared that same bullet point on these lists. I think it's a great one. Um, so in this new year, Carla, what's the goal? Become... No, fall in love with your creative self. La tenías que cagar, Carla, por favor. We were had a perfect ending and you had to ruin it. Fall in love with your creative self. All right. Culture talk, Allah. Culture talk. What do we got for this culture talk? So, for this culture talk, I wanted to 
discuss a movie um, that was um, showing on Netflix. I think it's still showing on Netflix. And it's a Mexican collaboration between Mexico and United States. And it's called Roma. And this movie, um, I saw a lot of reviews and a lot of people talking about it because um, of the actress and almost the whole cast. Um, they're not well known, but the main actress, um, which is um, her name is Yalitza Aparicio. Um, she looks very indigenous mm. and to they do this type of movies um you know sometimes they'll use maybe a little bit of more light-skinned people or um mexicans that are maybe with a little bit more fame or a little more european more say. european like yeah, european yeah. features european body yeah, type yeah because it doesn't have to be necessarily yeah. light skin um so but jalitza uh, she has no experience acting before and she was chosen for this role so it was really exciting to see her in this movie hmm. and the movie is called Roma like I said on Netflix it's on Netflix and I'm gonna give you a little bit um, of information about it please do um, Roma is a 2018 drama film written and directed by Alfonso Cuaron who also produced co-edited and shot the film um, Alfonso Cuaron is also the director for Gravity oh really yes oh, I didn't know that Um, so, more information about Roma. That was just a fun fact. <laughs> uh, Roma. <laughs> you got fun facts. <laughs> it's a co-production, like I said, um, of Mexico and United States. And it starts Yalitza Aparicio, Marina de Tavira, Marco Graf, Daniela Damesa, Enoch Laeño, and Daniel Valtierra. Um, it is set in 1970 and 1971. The film is a semi-autobiographical take on Cuaron's upbringing, up, up, up. <laughs> <laughs> on Cuaron's upbringing in Mexico City, <laughs> and follows the life of a living housekeeper to a middle-class family. Hmm. Um, the title Roma refers to the Colonia Roma, a neighborhood in Mexico City. Uh, this movie actually premiered at the 75th. Venice International Film Festival in August uh, where it won a Golden Lion and then it had a limited theatrical run in November 21st and then after that was when it was um, featured on Netflix mm. and now it's streaming on Netflix. I, I can't I can't believe that it um, that it got so much you know award, awards uh, and yeah. all that. Yeah like I It's it's an it's definitely an indie film. I'm surprised because mostly because it's on Netflix that it got so yeah. much attention. But um, it's it's a slow. I I, I don't want to jump the, your review. No, we but can we can start with the review now. I'll give you my my first impressions is it, I could tell it was an indie movie and I could tell what it was going to be. Yeah. Just from the advertising of it. Yeah. But I didn't expect it to be so slow as yeah, it was. Yeah, me neither. Um, but it it was. It was artsy. It was well done. It had interesting... The cinematography was was really good. Yeah. Um, it, the pacing was just very slow. Well, let me give you just a little bit preview about the movie. And it's all in black and white. 
and it's yeah so the movie basically follows the life of a housekeeper like i said a housekeeper in um to a middle class family in mexico and what it does is that it follows her relationship with her sister and her love relationship and also follows the love relationship of the wife of the family um with her husband because they're not in a good place um and then through the movie things happen the housekeeper is pregnant but she also has to keep working and taking care of all her children and all the things happen we can talk about it a little bit later um but throughout the movie the whole movie is black and white but i think that's not the problem the problem is that there's no sound Oh yeah, that's true. Since the yeah. from the beginning of the movie, there's no sound and the only no dialogue either. No dialogue because what they do I is that, about that. <laughs> yeah, the the movie uses um, is in Spanish. The characters speak in Spanish, in Mestic, Mistec, which is uh, like an indigenous language, and in English. Mm. There's three languages used in the movie, and then what happened? Uh, since the beginning of the movie is that nobody's talking everything is like environmental sounds yeah but those sounds are very very low and then when something when the director wants to tell you something like it wants to wake you up because something is gonna happen then is when the loud yeah. sounds come in yeah i i um i have to confess i did fall asleep on some parts <laughs> I fall asleep in a little part, <laughs> but I'll, mostly I was paying attention throughout the movie. I look, I when no, it's hard. It's a hard movie to watch because usually, actually, we, we I do a, fall asleep in movies. No, but we saw a movie similar to this, and it was about, um, I think it was about indigenous indigenous people. We saw it in a theater yeah, with with your cousin. I was going to talk about that movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there was that, no, but I that one was title. bad. That I mean, it wasn't bad, but, but it was so that one kept, much indie. But that one kept my attention more than this oh, one. Oh, really? I, I think it's because of the environment. Maybe. Because that one was more like in the jungle and this and the other, while this one was kind of like just in somebody's home and then somebody yeah. else's home, and I'm just watching, you know, somebody just doing chores, and I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, pass yeah. out. I'm gonna pass out. Yeah, because the thing is that he goes so much into detail of every single movement she's doing. She takes the clothing. She starts to move the clothing, like to clean it. Then she put water. Then, you know, <laughs> so so like every little step, yeah. it takes a long time. And because there's no sound and because there's nothing else going on, well, you're like, oh my God. What's well, going? I mean, <laughs> and that's the thing. You expect that when you come into a movie like this, mm -hmm. like, you know, when you see it, the ads, and then you see it on Netflix and then you see people saying, you know, oh, uh, whatever, awarded, whatever, whatever, indie, whatever movie of the whatever, whatever award. You know what you're getting into. You know it's going to be a little quiet indie movie, but not that Yeah, quiet. but like not that quiet. Damn. Because on the trailer on Netflix, it, it seemed like a drama, a good drama. Right. But not that slow. Yeah. I don't know. Well. Yeah, like, tell me more fun that's facts, That's something. Um, like I said, the cinema cinematography is really good. Um, even though it's black and white, you can really see the details of um, the location, the time frame that they were trying to create, the 1970s um, environment. 
um, they do have kind of like a plot twist um, through the movie because the housekeeper she gets pregnant by her boyfriend at the time mm, but then yeah. he leaves and he's telling her that he's training and had he's doing martial arts and then an, an incident happened where they were killing students that were protesting and the group of guys that they hired to kill these students were uh, her boyfriend was part of that group so mm. basically they were training them to go against students that um, were basically protesting for social rights and stuff like that yeah um, and well spoiler alert whatever Wait, okay, already, spoilers for everybody spoilers um, she's pregnant right and she's gonna have the baby and when she goes to the hospital the baby is born dead which was a really weird downer for a movie that was already down like the movie was already slowing down and then that happens and you're like oh my god yeah <laughs> where's where's this movie going? and they took their time when she's giving birth yeah that i remember yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was super detailed but like the whole movie but this part where it's so sad and, and it's so yeah, yeah, yeah. dramatic they, they lingered on the scene lingered longer than it had they to. take their time and, and yeah. it's like oh my god you really feel it that that scene is actually a good scene so so i i had wanted i really wanted to like it yeah when we went into the movie i i i was really into the idea and the concept of the actress and you know, showing a different type of actress, you mm -hmm. know, and, and representing the indigenous, you know, culture, you know, a little bit more in that and, and yeah. how it, it's in society. Um, but, I mean, yeah, man, there was no way for me to get past the, the pace yeah, of the movie. It was a pace more than anything. Yeah. And then at the end, um, oh, and there were weird things happening also. So the family that she was taking care of, there were three children the family oh, and yeah. the little one always used to like say that he was some kind of uh, <laughs> that that someone he was like uh, a reincarnation of reincarnation something. of something yeah. oh I used to be a sailor and yes and I, I was here a uh, hundred years ago but nothing really happened after that so those little details that you think oh it's because he's saying that because something's gonna happen in the story and something's gonna change no it's like oh i'm, I'm just here to say that i that i <laughs> <laughs> my body gets reincarnated every time i go to sleep and mm. then that's it yeah that was another thing is um, it is it is it a magical realism thing i think it's part of that genre yeah that but was it really I mean, for me, it wasn't because usually, like I said, when when you have those type of like metaphors or um, comparison or ideas, it's yeah. because something is going to happen in the real story that you're following. Right. That had to do with that magical thing that he said. Right. But nothing really happened until the end where they almost... So they're in the beach and... Spoilers, more spoilers. More spo I'm sorry, but yeah, you're they're us. in the beach. Oh, the little bit of movie, the little bit of movie that there is. <laughs> exactly, I'm telling you the the important part. <laughs> well, whatever. They're in the beach, and um, the kids are in the water. But you can see it doesn't matter if it black is it black and white. You can see that the water is pretty strong, right? And that 
there nobody should be in the water at that time right and the kids are in the water the housekeeper is in by the sand with the other kid two of the kids are in the water she's telling them don't go too far don't go too far but of course they go too far so then she starts to run to try to catch them and that scene also is super long and you think that they're all gonna die and this is after (laughs) her baby died so she's gonna feel even more guilty because she's like oh my god i lost my baby and now i'm gonna uh, these kids are gonna die on me where's my baby (laughs) so then she went and she rescued them and i think that was the only um connection that could have made between what the little kid was saying and the incident because he did said that he was a sailor or a captain or something like that <laughs> i was like well it's related to water maybe i, would, I guess i would so. i would like i think at that point i, I really tuned yeah, out yeah i don't think you and were. i was like no. i really don't care whether he was reincarnated yeah. if he was a sailor popeye then, himself i don't care who yeah. he was and like, then at the, at, at the end like everybody loved cleo cleo was the name of the housekeeper but whatever what? yeah because i was going to say that Another thing through the movie is that the relationship between the wife, which is the her boss, yes. and her is weird because th- it seems like the boss care about Cleo, but at the same time not really. Right. Yes, uh, I did notice that she is a little bit like when some when things are going wrong in her family, she will take things against Cleo. Right. And then, but when Cleo told her that she was pregnant, she took care of her. And she actually, I actually thought that she was going to take it to the hospital to get an abortion. And that the... The boss. The boss? Oh, yeah, yeah. Was going to take her to the doctor to get an abortion. But she actually took care of her. And and for her, it mattered that she was okay. Um, And then at the end, what happened is that the wife is alone because the husband went away whatever and Cleo stays with the family and keeps taking care of them alright so two, two, two things with the little time we have left here number one yeah. is it a soap opera um yeah is it the slowest soap opera have you ever seen yeah definitely <laughs> I think that's another thing because I was expecting maybe a soap you know like not the novelas regular novelas whatever you were expecting more soap opera more and you novelas. got and you got an artsy soap opera exactly yes because it had the elements the pregnancy and this and that and the other yeah of a soap opera but but not, it didn't not the pacing not, no. not the timing no so another thing I was going to say is that um yesterday well we're recording this on a Monday but yesterday was uh, the Golden Globes yes and Roma won uh, best director of a motion picture uh, where Alfonso Cuaron won for Roma and also won um, the best foreign language film mm. um, so that's good it's yeah. great uh, um, so one thing that I was going to point out yeah. is um, I was going to ask you more. I was more, more going to ask you a question. Oh. <laughs> can you, and, and then I'll make my point, but can you imagine this actress, the main mm-hmm. actress, yeah, making other movies and being becoming a, a popular actress? Mm, that's what I don't know. Because now she's getting a lot of attention. She got the cover and an article in Vogue, Mexico. So she's getting a lot of media attention and stuff right. like that. But I don't know. I don't know if maybe she 
I mean, she could. She could. I mean, she was totally she really, could. Was she really an amazing actress? We didn't hear her really barely talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, like, she didn't talk. I think her emotions were good. Um, but... But I don't think that they would use her to create different characters. I think that if she works in any other movie again, it's going to be the same character. So that's what that was. This was going to be my other point. I was going to make is this. There's this. There's an ongoing trend mm-hmm. in not just Hollywood. I mean, this has been going on for years. But you take you take people that are not actors. Yeah, like uh-huh. this, this has been going on for years, for decades. Mm-hmm. You, you find actors that are just actually living the life that you're trying to depict. Yeah. And then you put them in your movie. Yeah. And you make you make them into actors. Yeah. And then you make your movie, you get a lot of attention and you get a lot of notoriety for this novelty that you that you put real local people. Right. From whatever culture might be. Because it's been done for Indian culture, for Latino culture, for indigenous cultures, for many different cultures, Asian cultures as well. So once you find these these non-actors and you turn them into actors, put them in your movie, and then after that, that's it. Yeah. And they go back to regular life. Yeah. And after after getting all this attention and and all this publicity and all this and all this like. Sometimes it can end up being negative for them because mm-hmm. they're getting too much attention and mm-hmm. now they have to go back to regular living and regular living from for some of these people is is not easy. Yeah. And it sometimes has backfired on these people. Yeah. Um how do you feel about this? Do you think that this is I know that I know what they were trying to do with this actress, mm-hmm. but when I see this movie and at the end of this movie I'm like I don't see this girl doing anything else. Yeah, I know. And I mean, I, she's just being used for this. Yeah. For the hype. I mean, I do. I totally understand your point. But at the same time, I, I don't know what to think about it. Um, I do think that maybe she will not have any other roles after this. But maybe it can become a thing of that representation matters. And maybe... Um, more actresses that look like her that they're actually actress right um, they can be portrayed in movies well, I wish her the best I, I hope I hope it's a positive ending yeah I hope somebody finally breaks out of the old mold let's, yeah let's see mm-hmm. I hope you have some Spanish words for me because I'm feeling like I'm lacking some Spanish words. So do you have some Spanish words for me? Yes, sure. What do you have? Um, How do you say... Yes. Who are you? Who are... Oh, shit. See, right out the the gate, you're hitting me with my first words, huh? Yeah, of course. (sighs) Who am I? Uh, ¿Quién eres? Yes. ¿Quién eres? All right. Yes. Got it. How do you say? Yes. Um, creative routine. <laughs> so are you going to hit me with multiple words now? Multiple word well, phrases? Well, I guess we're going to have to step it up because... Okay. So what is it again? Creative routine. Creative routine, I'm guessing, would be uh, rutina creativa. 
That is right. Ah, look at me, look at me. So Spanish. <laughs> um, how do you say yes? Uh, creative, creative self. Creative self. Uh, it's a little more difficult, and I bet you you don't even know. Um, uh, creative self could be like. Um, No, si mismo, si mismo is yourself, right? Yeah. Creativo. How would you say it? I, I really don't know. I'm lost in that. Well, one. I was going to say like ser creativo, but it's not that. Ser creativo is like <laughs> it's be creative. more like tu yo creativo because usually in Spanish when they're talking about different your different personalities yeah. or different types of you is they're use yo. So, tu yo creativo, tu yo social, tu, tu yo. yo. Exactly. Tu your, yo creativo. You, yourself. Tu yo. Yourself, your creative self. I'm trusting you that that's correct and that, that it's not... That is correct. Okay. All right. Okay. What else you got, Carla? <laughs> How do you say... Yes. Um, sailor. Sailor. That's a tough one. Because um, my brain immediately thought pirata, which is pirate, but that's not what a sailor is. A sailor is um, like Popeye. Popeye the sailor man Popeye is. Popeye the Marino? Almost there. Marino. Marinero. El marinero, damn. Almost there. What's Marino? Well, <laughs> not that. <laughs> I think it might mean almost the same thing because I remember that song Popeye el Marino. Decía Popeye el Marino, soy in really? Spanish. Marinero, but marinero, marinero sounds correct. Yeah, it's marinero. But I think marino is something that had to do with the with the sea. Yeah. Like, oh, like like uh, oh, marino. yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Marino Marino is like um, marine, but yeah. as in as in marine life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vida marina. Marina. Marina, right? Mm -hmm. Like something that has to do with the ocean. Yeah. So marine, marino, yeah. has to do with the ocean, but marinero is the person. Yeah. The sailor. Yeah. Es el marinero. Yeah. All right, got you. Thank you for clarifying that. Now How do you say? Yes. Motion. Motion. Motion is. I think we have said this before. Yeah, I think so too. Mo, not motion. Movimiento. Yes, movimiento. 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 Mo, movimiento is motion. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, give me another word. How do you yes. say? And this should be my last one. Okay. Um, how do you say? Yes. Martial arts. Spoilers to the movie that we just saw, that we were just talking about, Roma. Yes. There is a hilarious scene, and I think this is what people are going to remember of that movie, besides the, the, besides the birth scene and besides the uh, mopping in the, in the beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. There is a scene where the guy that is her lover... Oh, yes, right. ...does martial arts naked. Naked, yeah. And I don't think I've ever seen that anywhere else. And I... And I I applaud movies, and this is one point that I will applaud this movie for. I always applaud movies for creating 
visuals. When a movie creates a visual that you've never seen before and that is now stuck in your head because、mm-hmm. that's it, like you never saw this except for in this movie, you got to give credit to the directors and,、yeah. and the cinematographers. And in that case,、uh, I don't think I've ever seen somebody take a shower curtain,、yeah. butt naked. With his freaking thing dangling everywhere, and start doing martial arts routines in front of the girl.、Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, oh my god, so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> with, his, <laughs> with his freaking cock flapping everywhere. Like, yeah, I think that was hilarious. That scene alone is, is、uh, I guess, embedded in my head. I don't know.、Yeah. Well, how it, do you say martial arts? <laughs> I, uh, martial arts would be arte marcial or、yeah. artes marciales. Marciales? Marcial. It sounds like Martians, though. I know. Arte marciales. Okay.、Yes. Artes marciales. Yes. All right, I got a couple of quick ones for you、oh, be- okay, before we get out of here. Ready? Yeah. How do you say to mop? To mop? Mop. To mop the floor. To mop? Yeah.、Uh, mapear. No, trapear. Trapear, Kala, y tú lo sabes. Es trapear.、Uh-huh. Uh, how do you say, in the beginning of the movie, they, would talk, they were comparing the、uh, mopping of the floor with the water to the oceans of the. Oh, you're right. So,、yeah. To the waves of the、yeah. ocean. How do you say waves? Hola. Hola, ¿cómo estás? No, like hola. Oh, like olas. Olas. There you go. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> All right, another episode in the bag? Yes, that's right. All wrapped up nice and tight? That is really nice. It's not Christmas anymore, so it's not wrapped up like a, It's all wrapped up like an old year. How about that? Well, soon it's going to be like a Valentine's Day gift. Oh, yeah. Actually, we should talk about Valentine's. Yeah. Next episode, maybe we should, maybe we should start thinking、day. about that. In the next couple episodes.、We'll、yeah, we have time. Hi guys. And my、um, 26th birthday. I hope, you guys, <laughs> I hope you guys are enjoying the beginning of this new year, getting back into the groove. Make the most of it. <laughs> <laughs>